Okay, we left off uh, yesterday with a uh, question that the Magen Avram raised: is how to understand the Shita Sarambam and how to understand the Sarambam in the sugya of Paschal Bekistin. The Rambam describes Paschal Bekistin as a dough that has other kinds of uh, flavorings thrown in, that are kind of liquids thrown in, sugar, other kind of things that are put into the dough itself. The assumption being, says the Magad of Ram, is that those kinds of doughs are not really a dinoka lechem, they're not really dinoka pas. If there would be lechem, then, then you would wash and bench on them. So the problem is, is that the Rambam Shitosu gets into a little bit of a problem, because the Rambam, we spoke a lot about yesterday, holds that it's possible to actually be yetzeh matzah with uh, what other Rishon would call matzah shira. Most Rishon would qualify the, the apple juice matzahs as, as considered to be a matzah shira and you, and you can't be yetzeh matzah. The Rambam says no. The Rambam says no such thing. Ram says that the only kind of, of fruit juices that, that cannot be used for the mitzvah chilis matzah are those few uh, beverages that are singled out by the Gemara. For whatever reason, the, the grape juice, the oil, etc., the milk, the, the honey... But other kinds of apple juice matzahs would be acceptable for matzahs. I thought that that was a problem. How can you have that uh, discrepancy that you have this, this piece of food on the table that is good enough for matzah, and yet uh, you don't make kamotzi on it? I thought that that was, uh, that was bizarre. That was, that was impossible. So because of that kasha, the Magad Avram went to uh, reread the Ram a little bit. The Magad Avram said that, you know, when the Ramam speaks about possible bikistin, those uh, with fruit juices, those are dafka the fruit juices, you can't be yetzi matzah with. You know That if you can be yetzi matzah, then it's lechem. That, that's chayk yavar. So if the Ramam holds that apple juice is, um, can be yetzi matzah with apple juice matzahs, that's, called, that's considered to be lechem. The only kinds of juices that don't create a shem lechem are those very ones that you can't be yetzi, uh, that you can't be yetzi matzah with. That's the Mangan Avram suggestion. So Rikivayger doesn't understand where the Mangan Avram is coming from. The entire premise of, of the, of the Mangan Avram is very difficult to swallow, says Rikivayger. It's true that there is a uh, similarity between what one can be yetzi matzah and whether one recites hamotzi. I mean, we've seen this similarity uh, throughout the year. We saw this in the service of Bishlerafia. We saw this in the service of Chaveshes Minei Dogon. But possibly be kissed in, even if uh, you make a mezonas on it, that doesn't detract from b'shem lechem. Possibly kissed in is objectively called lechem. In their eyes, it's called lechem. There's no difference. That's a little bit of sugar in it. That doesn't change that about kiyah the shem lechem. Even according to the Ram, it's called lechem. Whether or not you're going to make hamotzi on it, so for whatever reason, Chazal differentiated and said, "Well, since it's a uh, snack, you're not eating so much of it." Those kinds of uh, brachas considerations. We're going to lower the bracha technically. We're going to, we're going to knock out the bracha of hamotzi on technical grounds. But the removing of the bracha of hamotzi does not undermine the shem lechem. Horaya, if you eat a lot of it. You do make a mitzvah. If you eat a lot, a lot of rice, you, you can eat all the sushi in the world, and you still don't uh, don't make a mitzvah You can eat all the 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 blila rakash and his bashlos and tigulos, whatever you think the line is as to what's not called the shem lech. You eat all of it under the sun, and you eat a lot, a lot of bowls of, of luxury, and you're still not going to be required to to recite a mitzvah but when you have a lot of uh, cookies, you do make a mozi. That's shows as we make it called lechem. So unlike the Magen Avram who thought that there's some of this absolute ironclad equation between the bracha of a mozi and matzah, you can't separate between the two. We make it so that's not the equation. The equation is not between the bracha of a mozi. The equation is between the shem lechem and the shem lechem. Just because something is possible, we kissed in, that doesn't detract from the shem lechem shemoy. That was the nakuda of the ends of the shirayim yesterday's shir. But now I want to move on to really uh, what's going to become the bulk of our discussion today, and that is just defining properly what exactly is this possible kisin. So yesterday we left off with two possibilities. The first was the first first group of Rishonim who translated possible kisin to refer to uh, something which had a kiss, something which had like a stuffing, like a filling to it, like a pie kind of a food. Then we saw the Rabbim Shita, that it's uh, not that there's a filling, but rather that the, the, the ingredients, the recipe for the dough itself has something different, has some sweetening uh, things in the dough proper. And the third is a quote of the name of Haigon, that it's something almost like crackers, like, like biscuits. They give the, the Spanish word for, uh, for sa- sounds like the word of biscuits. Yeah, my, my, my 12th uh, century Spanish is not, uh, is not where it should be. But who do we have? Hey, okay, you can fall asleep. How do you say biscuit in Spanish? Biscuit. 
Biskita, good. That's my, that would be my guess also. Okay, so uh, so that's what the Rishonim used that phrase also. Biskita, uh, something or other. Okay, so my knowledge of Spanish is what it says at the subway about not to not to get your stuff stuck in the puerta or something. That's about the. I figured that means they don't get your foot stuck in the door when the train closes. Okay, anyway. Sometimes you know if your if your grandiose knowledge of language can really come in handy. Uh, years ago, I was in um, I was in the airport in uh, in Munich. I was trying to figure out how in the world to get out of this airport. I had absolutely no idea what the signs meant. And then I saw one sign that says uh, it says Gagangen or something. So I figured Gagangen that, that sounds like that sounds like Yiddish, like to get lost, like to get out of here. So I figured if I follow the signs Gagangen, I'll probably find my way out. Okay. All right. Anyway, so um, back to our uh, back to our story. So we have three different approaches in the Rishonim, three different uh, three different recipes, three different uh, treats on the table as to one of the, are these potential or possible McKistons. <coughs> so we have category number one of the of the, of the pockets and the stuffings, we have category number two of the sweetie stuff in the in the dough, and category number three of the thin crackers, wafers, biscuits, that kind of uh, stuff. These are the three possible McKistons. So just to put these into the more modern uh, terms instead of referring to their Spanish, Arabic, or uh, Old French names. So we'll, we'll make reference to the following. We'll call sheet the number one. We'll call cherry pie. Okay? That's a cherry. That's a kiss. That's a nice filling to it. You want to call it apple pie, a little bit more American. Okay, call apple pie. Cherry pie. I think you got the, you got the basic picture. Okay? Number two, we're going to call it, just for old time's sake, we'll call it uh, honey cake. All right? For those who remember those fond memories from the Shtetl and Rosh Hashanah, sometimes you put some honey into the, into the dough and you make a very sweetie kind of a cake, so we'll call it honey cake. And for the third, for the, the opinion of Raigon, we'll call them uh, the old Tam Tam crackers, okay? Remember those? Okay. Remember Mr. Bound? Remember those old Tam Tam crackers? Okay. So, what? They're still around. Still around. Okay, good. All right. They're probably still around from the old ones that we remember from. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There used to be a machlekes, where they're called tam-tams or tam-tams. Remember that also? They used to be like tam. That's where they got the name from, tam. <laughs> what did you say? I, I missed that. Uh... You need to eat too many of them, you'll need tam-tams. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Walter, for those uh, wise words from Chesh Other. Okay, good. All right. So the bottom line is we have our, our uh, cherry pie, we got our honey cake, we got our tam-tam crackers. Those are three different treatments. So come to Shulchan Aruch, and says we have to pass in the Shiloh. So come to Shulchan Aruch. Come to Shulchan Aruch in number two. So Shulchan Aruch says that Passover of a Kistin, Yesh Befarshim, Rashke Chuchuch, Yesh Aimrim, quotes the Rama. Yesh Befarshim, it's Kalkin Yevashim, a Kaisin, Biskinish, the biscuits. Zok to Shulchan Aruch, Valach at the Kidivre Kulam. Says the Shukhanach, how do we pass it the in this three way machlokes? They're all right. They're all true. How in the world does the Shukhanach come to that, uh, to that psak? So, in order to understand the psak of Shukhanach, you have to always go back to the Beis Yosef, because the Shukhanach was the kids of Sefer. Shukhanach was an afterthought. The original Sefer was the Beis Yosef, and he realized just how long it got, and he realized no one was going to read it, so then he wrote a much, much shorter version called the Shukhanach. He writes that, Yosef writes that the Shukhanach was written so cryptically, so short, that anybody can read it from cover to cover in a month. That's, that's the goal of Shukhanach. A few pages every day, and you can finish all, all Dalachat the Shukhanach. That was the goal. So the Shukhanach, Rav Yosef Kari, in the Yosef explains why Paschal, what he Paschal. Says the Yosef, this whole Shaila of what bracha you're going to make. You're going to make a mitzvah, you're going to make a mazonis. There's not a derisa like a shayla. There's no real derisas over here. And I'll tell you a secret. There's no derisas here vis-a-vis benching either. You know why? Because if you're eating so much that you're going to be surveya, what are you by definition going to also be? You're going to have kviyasuda, and we all know kviyasuda, we have no idea how you define kviyasuda yet, but we suspect that once you've reached the point of kdesviya, you have already passed the barometer of, you've already passed that, that, that bar of, of, um, of kviyasuda, and anyway you're going to be benching 
on these kinds of foods. So says the basic, I say, the shilas here are very, very low-level shilas. The shilas here are the Rabbonadika shilas. The shilas of the Tilashidayim, the shilas of some kind of Bechzebaz and the Rabbonon versus the Rahamichia, the shilas of Amoitzi versus Bezoinus. These are not Derais, this is not Shabbos, and, uh, you know, this is not Hachos Chomets, Pesach. These are, these are Yavdi Yavashah. These are very, very low-level in the hierarchy of, of Didim the Rabbonon. So says the basic, I say, Zalzayim, what does the Gemara of Adizor say? When you have a machloikis, an unresolved machloikis, the Gemara says, Chacham Echer HaMikacha, Chacham Echer HaMikacha. So if you live at a time in Sanhedrin, you can go to the Beisin HaGadol, you have to do. So you go. But if you live at a time when there is no Beisin HaGadol, or as the Rabbim writes in his Mamrim, even if it is a time that there is a Sanhedrin, but you can't just get on to the, you know, hop onto a bus, go to Shalayim every five minutes. So you live down in uh, Be'er Sheva, by the time you get to Shalayim, it's taking six months. So, you have to know what I do until I get to the base of what I do. So the Gemara says, So the Gemara says, The Gemara says, The Gemara says, By the Araisas, you have to be Machmir, and by the Rabbonans, you have to, you have a right to be Mekel. So it sounds like the Gemara is presenting that this is basically an expression of the split between Sveik and the Araisas and the Chumrah. But I have a chach mechad emikach. I don't know what the answer is. So that's treated like a sofek, and sofek the rice and the chumas are the the kula. So the basis of right, this is an unresolved question. We can't be mechriya. Sometimes we can mechriya. Sometimes we can't. This is an unresolved uh, question. And therefore, the basis of right, this is all zayin. It's all drabon, and therefore we can take the lenient position. Which is the more lenient position? Reciting of mezaynus is, is is much more lenient than hamotzi, because first of all, mezaynus doesn't require to go wash. Hamotzi does. Uh, Mezoinus gets you away with the cheapy alamichia, whereas uh, Hamotzi is going to necessitate a long, long adventure. So, since the whole Shailah is the Rabbanon anyway, so hey, Mama, hey, Mama, we have a right to be made. Well, that's how the Mezoinus presents the Shailah, and that's why he feels comfortable putting all three opinions. We, we said a few days ago that, that Shalosh Brachos is like almost like a better version of Main Shalosh, it would cover Main Shalosh. So, it's between Main Shalosh and Shalosh Brachos, why don't we just say Shalosh Brachos are covered? Because I'm lazy. I don't want to. It takes me four seconds to make alamich, and it takes me uh, ten seconds to bench. So I'd rather suffer to the cooler. So I want to be more maker. <coughs> the Bishai says, let you be maker. You have to honor the Bishai. So Rabbah would have you wash on tantrums, and Rabbah would have you wash on. So the, the simple ring of the Bishai is there. That's what the Bishai says. It sounds like this is an unresolved like this. The Rabbah thinks that. That Rav Haigron's wrong, and Rav Haigron thinks that uh, that the uh, Berachanal is wrong. Everybody thinks everyone else is wrong. We are living in the 1500s in Svat, and the Misses are sitting in the, in the cave in Svat and trying to figure out what do we do? Tachlis, who's right? The Misses have chosen to say, "I don't know who's right." So we're going to lose blood by yourself and Jabal Mukula. That's the simple reading of the Misses. So comes the the Bialocha, and he quotes from Rabbi Kinega. Rikvega says he doesn't understand this, this derech hapsak of the Shulchan Aruch. This is not in sync with what we would normally think to do under these circumstances. We have spoken about this in the past. Uh, sometimes you know, a shaila arises whether something is dino kipas or not. We're not exactly sure what the brachna make on it. Is it a meitzi? Is it a meitzi? Who remembers? We spent a lot, a lot of time talking about, remember the Rabbeinu Tav, about Blila Ovash and his bashlos, ring bells about... So if you remember, at the end of the day, in that machlekes, we didn't really paskin like Rabbeinu We really paskin that a lot of those kinds of foods are really not chayv and chala. A lot of those foods are not really hamotz and really mezonos. But at the end of the sugya, the shulchanach threw a curveball at us. Shulchanach quotes from Mishanim, in deference to Rabbeinu what should you do? What's the proper thing to do? What should you do? Yeah, don't eat them by themselves. Don't get involved in the Shabbat. They ask you the brachas be, what's the bracha on the, on the donuts? So according to Benetam, you say, well, we don't know, we're not sure, therefore we're going to wash. That's the right answer, says the Shulchan Aruch, back in, in the simon about, about the Sveikas Ruchas Pas. So says the Kivega, how come when it comes to the Machleikas with your Benetam and other Rishayim, and the attack of Benetam is Das Yochid, it was such a das yachin. Remember, we pointed out Yudah Chazal the Shulchanach wasn't even chayish for it. It was such a das yachin. We have bichain yirei shemayim, so we strongly recommend not to eat it, not to get involved in the shail. Here, the Shulchanach takes a very cavalier approach. Enjoy, have a great time, eat your uh, cherry pie, and make mizonos. Even though according to two out of three shitas, your yemavato bichsabos, your mavato hamotivato tells you that no problem. <coughs> And then go ahead and have your crackers and have your uh, honey cake. Everything's great. The world is fun. It's wonderful. It's fantastic. 
Maybe the world's so wonderful. Where's Yerushalayim? You know, people call for Shaduchim. They ask me, you know, how is the person Yerushalayim? I love that question. It's one of my favorite questions. So tell me, you know, you're, you've been his Rebbe for the last two years. Tell me, you know, how's his Yerushalayim? I can tell you what he got in the Bechina, but I can't tell you what is Yerushalayim. You have to ask the Rebbe directly for that. So I don't have any way to measure it. But here we have a way to measure it. Is it Yerushalayim? If he eats his honey cake in the middle of a meal, does is Yerushalayim. If he if he takes this very lenient approach of his brachas, you know, he's not he's not so from. That should be the question of the shidduch resume. That, that's what would interest us. Partly all the other nonsensical stuff. Does he eat honey cake out of a meal? Dos is a lack of yushimayim. So Mikivek says, "That's shukhanach. Why does the shukhanach at least give that recommendation?" So the mishnebura in the bialocha makes reference to a maimah mordechai. One of the acharenim, the maimah mordechai, who says he thinks the answer is like this. I don't have a Maimon Mordechai, so I'm just going to tell you what uh, I think he says. I think it's always assumed that that's what he says. Is that the Maimon Mordechai opens their eyes to this entire Sugi pass from the Kistin. Comes to Maimon Mordechai and says, unlike what appears from the Beis Yosef, that there are three different shittas here, and the cherry pie people think the honey, honey cake people are wrong, and the honey cake people think the tam-tam crackers are, are off base. It's not true, says the Baron Mordechai. They're all right. What is Pasababa Kistin? What did Chazal have in mind when they said those magic words, Pasababa Kistin? I have absolutely no idea. I didn't live in Babylonia in the 400s. I have no idea, and I couldn't care less. I don't know whether Ravina Rav Ashi were talking about cherry pie, tam-tam crackers, or honey cake. But what I do know is as follows, says the Bible Mordechai. Whatever they were talking about was something that was distinct, something that was fundamentally different from regular bread. What is it that makes Pasapakistin what it is? I didn't ask you what it is. I'm asking you what is it that makes it what it is. It has a certain characteristic. You know what the characteristic is, says the Bible Mordechai? It's generally eaten in a small amounts. It's generally not something that you would sit down and have a meal with. It's more of a snacky, nashi kind of a food than a filling kind of a food that usually would accompany a meal. That is the only part of the definition that matters to us. What they ate in Babylonia in the 400s, if you can go to Iraq and dig up uh, you know, some, uh, some uh, deep, dark secret, says the Bible Mordechai. And therefore, when different Rishayim were plugging in what possible kiss it is, they were almost taking educated guesses. Each Rishayim was looking at the term possible Bikistin and saying, is cherry pie? Yeah, that's a pretty possible Bikistin kind of a food. A cracker? Yeah, that's pretty possible because people generally make a meal out of crackers. Yeah, honey cake was the last time we made a honey cake sandwich with a slice of pastrami. Put it on. You don't generally do those kinds of things. And therefore... Who is the correct version? What is the correct version? Who is right in the Machlokes? They are all right. These are three Jews with three opinions, and they're all three right because it doesn't really make a difference. What really matters, possible Bikistan is not a definitive example; rather, it is a category, and all three of these foods fall into that category. The real definition of possible Bikistan is snack versus meal. So now I understand. I don't really understand the Beisosif, because Beisosif himself probably didn't hold this way, but I understand the why we do what we do. We who follow this Maima Mordechai solution to this dilemma have a whole new look at Pasebobi Kistin. We're not looking for a specific category, rather we're looking for a defining characteristic, and that defining characteristic is snack versus meal. So Atka, this is of the Be'alacha, in the name of the Maima Mordechai. We have to analyze just how far this new, car- this new definition is going to take us. So let's leave Bracha Rishayna for a moment, put it on the back burner. I want to jump ahead to, uh, to later in a meal. I want to come to our favorite time in the meal, dessert. There was such tension in the air when we served the dessert on shops. I felt bad for the bacham. Like, like I felt like guys, like, like, like they were like shaking. It's just anxiety. Like, relax, just enjoy the, enjoy the food. Come on, enjoy. So much, so much food to eat. Just enjoy. <laughs> Except for the what? Cinnamon. Cinnamon, unbelievable. <laughs> Except for the ice cream. The ice cream was missing. You know why? 
we, we could have benched some of the ice cream according to Tosus, but we hold like the round, we have to wait for a certain amount of time. A mistake, the mistake somebody put milk in ice cream instead of pie ice cream. So, Mach uh, was caught by, uh, by the Mashkiach in the kitchen, my daughter, before. It was, uh, <laughs> 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 oh, because some other people had started already on Friday. That's, uh, <laughs> I'll leave it, I'll leave it. Anyway, so, um, so here, we know the rules that govern desserts. We are well aware of the previous uh, sugya about things that are not really part and parcel of the, of the meal proper. So we, again, we had a major machlekes rasha, taisus, or maybe yaita, we spent so much time talking about this last week. But for us, basically it boiled down to anything that's a lapis as a pass, or even if it's not literally lapis as a pass, it's dvar baboim lahasbiya. So we said that covers the chillin, that covers the kugel, that covers the gefilte fish, all those kinds of things are, are all subsumed under dvar baboim and machmas asuda. The dvar baboim shalomachmas asuda. Are the things that are basically being eaten like kiduach bialma? That's pretty much what it boiled down. The things that are being eaten for sweets—they're not really the meal. You know, you don't, you don't, no one gets satiated from having some, you know, uh, some applesauce or something at the end of the meal. That's a sweetie kind of a dessert kind of a thing, and that's probably where we draw the line. Again, putting us on the chavetz chaim, so that's probably where we draw the line in terms of requiring a bracha. So, with that background, so the place can be already discussed years ago. Where does Pas Habakistin fit in in terms of bracha? Acharona. So I'm at the end of the meal, and I bring out for what we would call today dessert. So I bring out one of the three things. I bring out crackers for dessert. Wow, that's, that, that's a real good one. Tam Tam crackers for dessert? Unlikely. Okay. I bring out, bring out some uh, honey cake for dessert. The old Stiebel's honey cake that's at the end of the meal. Or I bring out Apple pie, cherry pie. What's it called? What was that? What was that apple concoction we served at the dish? Cobbler. The cobbler. The cobbler. The cobbler. Okay, the, the apple cobbler, whatever it's called. So I, I bring some kind of a equivalent of an ap- apple pie or something, a cherry pie out for dessert. So what do I make a brach or not? So lichora, it's not It's not really part of the main part of the meal. It's being served at the end of the meal, the dessert kind of a food. So the Chora, I should recite a bracha on it. It should be like any other. So come to post and say, wait a second, not so simple. You can't so fast recite a bracha. What bracha would you make? Mizonis. You can't make a bracha mizonis on cherry pie at the end of the meal. Because it's quite possible that according to two out of the three we showed him, what is cherry pie? It's actually hamotzi. According to, again, you never heard of the Maimon Mordechai. Just, just forget that piece of information I told you a minute ago. According to the simple pshat that there are three different shitas all yelling and screaming at each other, and those who hold that cherry pie is not the Paso of Chazal, they hold that, it, you know why it's not Paso Kisit? Because it's Pas Gomor. So imagine if I bring out, here's the dessert. We just had a Kavaldic meal, six-course meal. This is a Kavaldic, wonderful. And we bring out, catch this one, some challah rolls for dessert. Ah! Geschmack of challah rolls for dessert. You make a mozi, it's It's a joke. It's pops. It's pops mamish. It's a joke. So come some folks and say, wait a second, hold the phone. How in the world can you make a bracha on cherry pie at the end of the meal? According to one group of Rishadim, that would be true. According to opinion number one in Shukhanach, it would warrant reciting a mizaynus because it's not pass. But according to the second and the third view, that it's not possible to kiss them. If it ain't possible to kiss them, by default it's pass because after all, what were the characteristics to make a pass? It's chamesh bin dogon, it's baked in an oven. The fact that it has a filling to it, according to two out of three Rishadim, is irrelevant. So it's pass gomor. If it's pass gomor, then it doesn't get a bracha. So now what do you do? Now I'm in a total pickle. I got this cherry pie for dessert. What do I do? So catch this. Catch this one. Should I make a bracha or not make a bracha? What is bracha zanenin? We all know. There's only a what? It's a bracha. Maybe it's what? What's my sofeg? What's my sofeg? Maybe it's pas. Maybe it really is pas. I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe it's pas. So catch this. This is unbelievable. A guy is making, making a late sodas out of the halacha with his little cherry pie. Two hours ago, when he ate cherry pie and he asked the Shaila Rabbi, what brought to make a cherry pie? He asked of Yosef Cairo, the Hilgim Mechaber, Manan, Manan. He asked, he asked Shukhan Aruch, 
He said, what bracha do I make on my cherry pie? So Shukhanach thinks about it, thinks about it, thinks about it. It's a machlekes, a three-way machlekes. What does he say? Spengdra <coughs> You don't have to bother washing and benching, just, just what? Just make a cheapy what? Cheap misleadiness. It's probably not really possible. Then two hours later, when I have my meal, and I washed it already, and now I'm having the cherry pie for dessert, asking, Manan, should I make a bracha? What does he tell me? What? What does he say? Don't make a bracha. You know why? Maybe it's what? Maybe it's what? I understand. Two hours ago, you told me a kula that maybe it's bizarre. Maybe it's just bizarreness. And now you're telling me two hours later, maybe it's past. It's a shtickle tart at this house, right? That's like, it's almost as bad as Davi Mincha at 7 o'clock on Fridays. I mean, that's, that's pretty bad. So, no, no. What? What? You're assuming, Jeremy's assuming that the club of Tata Sasri only at the split second time? Uh, that's far from Muscom. So it's a strange psychological. All of a sudden, we are, we are invoking whichever sheet as we want in Duchas Pasavichis. We're pulling sheet right out of the hat. Whatever we want. You want to call it, you want to tell me it's not pass? Okay, it's not pass. That's a good rabbi. Whatever the oil of wants. That's the psa. There was a famous story about Ramosha that um, many, many years ago, Ramosha was uh, interviewed, believe it or not, by the New York Times. Those are the free Adikadairis, you know, when the Times was, uh, you know, was the, whatever, whatever it was. Anyway, so in the, Ramayish was interviewed by the Times. So they wanted to understand, you know, they asked Ramayish, he had to interpret Ramayish, didn't really speak, he was so well. So they, you know, so we're translating for him. So they asked Ramayish, how does a person, you know, uh, become, like, accepted as the Rav, as the Paisa, you know, the whole Jewish people, alternative from Sa'ad. How does that happen exactly? So Ramayish, so said, there's no official appointment. I don't like pass a test or anything. So what happens is, you know, uh, the person asks a shayla, uh, gives them an answer. They, they understand what I say. They, they tell a friend. It, it happens naturally. It happens. You know, uh, I give them a shayla. I give I give an answer. They're able to understand how to apply. They apply. The next person, yeah, it. So apparently, the story was written up the next day was Rabbi Feinstein said that a person becomes a great decider of Jewish law because he tells the people what they want to hear. <laughs> so uh, they told the other German Russian in English and they read the newspapers. I told them what it said, so he said he doesn't want to talk to the newspapers. That's where the story goes. I wasn't there. I was before I was born. Anyway, back to that story. So. So here, we're, we're, we're given flippantly coolers. We're not sure what it is. Yeah, everything's butter. So the Chorah, the Psaq that I just described, coming to the, the Marana Shulchan Aruch and asking him, do I have to make a bracha on cherry pie at the end of a meal? Do I have to make a bracha on cherry pie at the end of the meal? The Chorah, it's a big pella, because if the Maimah Mordechai is right, that ultimately everybody agrees to everybody else, so then cherry pie is... Possible kiss in the holidays. So, why do you have to make a mezayin on it? I presented a minute ago that if you look at earlier posts, they say to make a bracha of mezayin on cherry pie at the end of a meal. We don't know. Maybe it's possible. Maybe it's not. What do you mean? Maybe it's not possible. It's for sure it's possible to be kissed. Everybody agrees it's possible to be kissed. So, how can we possibly defend not making a bracha? So maybe the psak changes. Maybe that once you accept this by Mordechai, so that's going to impact your entire approach to everything. That's going to change the bracha. The bracha. Everything's going to be changed. If you take this all-encompassing approach, that everything and anything under the sun is considered to be possible to be kissed. Yeah, I'm sorry, Ellie had a question. No, I was just going to ask. Uh, you made a point. Good, okay. Could it be possible to even starry the cherry pie with the meal? Therefore, meaning the reason why it would be in the donor's on its own is because by itself, but when you're having it in the context of a meal, Oh, you say it may become past because oh, you're, you're already a Moshe person. Wow, okay, you're 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 already looking at the world through a, through a different set of eyes in terms of possible kisses. We are nowhere near that yet because we didn't get the we didn't talk about suit yet. We mentioned in the past we didn't talk about it yet. So we don't say yeah. Isn't it so bad? Oh, you're you're also ahead of the game. So <clears throat> I'm presenting to you the way the problem presents itself. We scratch your heads and try to figure out. <clears throat> I just finished a meal. I'm serving cherry pie now, and I want to know yes, bracha, no bracha. So if you look at early posts, go back three, four hundred years. So here's the pisbin. This is what the shalva sounds like. Well, if it's bread, then it's covered by hamaytzi. If it's not bread, then it's bar shlomach sasuda. It requires a bracha. So what is it? Yeah, bread and ish bread. Three days in rishonim. Svekidor balanakula. So. That approach to cherry pie for dessert, if you're the only way to get out of making a bracha is to label it as bread, so that's not going to bode well if you accept the Baba Mordechai. 
Once you redefine Pasuk B'Kisin and say that there is no Machloikis, everybody's using the same basic definition, there is no Shaila under the sun. Cherry pie is not a meal. Cherry pie is a snack. And therefore, there is no way in the world to defend not to recite a bracha because maybe it's bread. There's no way that is bread. So what is the emis? Emis Yeridarko seems to be that maybe we went down the wrong path. Maybe there's an entirely different reason why cherry pie shouldn't require bracha. Not because it's baby pas. It's not pas. It's not pas. Going back to last week's year, what were the original categories? What were the original split between how do we define Dvar Maboy Machmasasuda? So Rashi had that very, very limited scope of Dvar Maboy Machmasasuda. Rashi said, you know what Dvar Maboy Machmasasuda are? The laugh is a pas. So we said, nah, come on, that's not true. It's more than that. So what did Taisa say? I mean, Taisa didn't really say it, Rabbi Yonah said it, but we say Taisa said it because we just keep on, you know, we just merge the two. What's the magic word? La Hasbira. Sova. The Sova of Lederazun. Whatever's being eaten to help you fill up a little bit more, it's, it's satiating you. Dos is Dvar Barbachasasuda. So I ask you, Rabbi Say, when you have a piece of cake at the end of the meal, a piece of pie at the end of the meal, come on, doesn't, doesn't that help fill you up a little bit more? Come on, doesn't it? It's just for sweetiness. It's just, you know, because you have a sweet tooth or something. Come on. Because you're still hungry. After all, you only ate a 16-course meal that had been preceded by a 14-course of Shmonger's board. So you're still, you're still a little bit hungry. There's always a little bit more room for that piece of cake. And that piece of cake is stuffing you up a little bit more. That's the reason why there's uh, no bracha on cherry pie. Not because cherry pie is a suffix pass. It's Nishkin suffix pass. Not even the latest suffix. Cherry pie is not a pass. The Chaladeus is not a pass. And it still wouldn't require bracha. Because it's Baal Hasbiyah. So, what's left in last sugya of Shalom Achasasuda? Not cakey kinds of things, fruity kinds of things, chocolatey kinds of things. Those kinds of very, very sweetie things that don't have any real uh, fillingness to them. Things that are just Kiduch Bialma. Those items require a bracha. Now, not everybody buys into this by Mordechai. The Shukhanach probably didn't buy into this. The probably didn't buy into this. Those who deny the Maimon Mordechai are going to be forced into the corner and they're going to say, wait a second. Says, this, is, this is not so simple. Not so poshut. Said, uh, not so simple. We're not sure what the answer to this question is. So maybe you do make a bracha, you don't make a bracha. So a lot of things that are flying around here. Because of the different possibilities, we find really in contemporary postgame almost multiple approaches to brachas and desserts. So we spoke about, last Sugi we spoke about, there was a one extreme view. That was the view of, of the Chavetz Chaim story that we couldn't 100% verify. But that supposed statement of the Chavetz Chaim that doesn't appear in print, doesn't appear in the Mishnah Bura, that if you live in a society where everybody serves desserts all the time, so dessert is always called Bar Machasasuda. The whole dessert is, is, is taken on a new life. Dessert in America equals cholent in Europe. It's all the same thing. And therefore, no bracha whatsoever. So that was one approach. No bracha on cakes, no bracha on fruit, no bracha on sweets. Not everything is covered. It's all b'zman Then you have the other approach that says, no, we don't accept that. We go with the old style definition. But now the question becomes, where do cakes fit into the picture? So some will tell you that the only way I can, I can knock a bracha off cake is to call it pas. But if I'm looking at the cake and I say, there's no way, I can't call this pas with a straight face. I think the man Morcha is right. It's cherry pie. There's no way that it's considered to be pas. I can't call this pas. Come on, give me a break. Therefore, there are those who will make mezoinus on the cakes and the cookies as well. And then there are others who will split and say, fundamentally, we really should have made a bracha on all the cookies and cakes. Because we think the man Morcha is right. We're not going to because it's still Bala Hasbiya. So you have those people who are making brachas on no, dessert, no brachas on desserts, those who are making brachas on all desserts, and then you have those who are splitting the, between desserts that Lahasbiya take the desserts, no, and Kinuach take the desserts, so that's uh, more of a reason to recite a bracha. So yesh, yesh, three different possibilities, Lahalocha. Rabbi Say, let's go back to this Maimon Mordechai, because this Maimon Mordechai is going to make a break. A lot of our discussion from here on in. Before the Bible, Mordechai came to solve Kvega's dilemma. So conventional wisdom always was that the categories are very, very serious. And it has to fall into one of the specific categories. And that's all that matters. If it fits into one of the categories, everything is a sfeik tabah lakula. If I can pinpoint the category, label it, stick it into a category, 
call it cherry pie, call it honey cake, call it crackers, <coughs> then the bracha is bezaynis. And if I can't, then it's pas. And that's, uh, that's how I see it. It doesn't fit one of those three categories. Once the Bible Mordechai comes along, the categories are less important. The real question is, I don't care what the Rishonim called snacks, I care what they call snacks in Dutch and Pedalen and in Bergenfield. That's what really interests me. So the Chorah, this Shaila, already has its roots back in the days of the Shulchan Aruch itself. So the Shulchan Aruch, speaking foreign, the Shulchan Aruch, Shulchan Aruch the fifth of the Ramakabis. Shulchan Aruch does Pashtida. You know what Pashtida is? What? Yeah, something. I know it's close to a Kiddush, to a Kiddush, to a Bereka. It's something in that family. There's a, there's a lot of flour on the outside. It's baked in office Patanor. So it's, it's got flour, it's got water, it's baked in an oven. But it's got Patanor Bebosa or Bedagam or Begvina. It's got either meat in it, or it's got fish inside it, or it's got cheese inside it. So you recite the brach of amotzi and benching. The Ramot just just reminds you that's assuming it's baked in an oven. If it's if it's um, if it's fried on a frying pan with oil, so that's going to be different. Yeah, we spoke a little bit about that in the past about what role frying has or doesn't have. But if it's baked in the oven, and no other reason to uh, exempt it from amotzi, it's going to be a full fledged brach of amotzi with bechazamozun. So the Be'alacha quotes a major, major discussion for the Gedali Acharayim, how to make sense of the Shulchan So comes the Mishnabura, the sixth of the Mishnah, the Mishnabura says, Hainu afilu b'dolo kava alayu. So says the Mishnabura, the Shulchan does not mention that you will kaveh a suda on this pashtida. He is not telling you this is dinner in NCSY Kolo, he's just describing, just eating a pashtida, just like that. For the Dominic Apostle, kissed it. And therefore the Mishnabura feels the necessity to explain to us why isn't this like Pasim Kistin? Which one of the Pasim Kistins would this be closest to? So it's not a it's not a cracker. It's not honey cake. What is it? It's a cherry pie. Instead of calling it cherry pie, call it cheese pie. Call it meat pie. Call it fish pie. And those kinds of pies, of fruit pies, the we assume those are considered to be Tasim Abikistin. The shiny Hosam, the Eina Suyin Ela Kinuach Suda Velamasika. Those are different because those fruit pies, the cherry pies and the apple pies, are not really there for filling up the meal. I mean, the Mishra could not say it any clearer than this. He says, the Eina Suyin Ela Kinuach Suda Velamasika. Pashtida. Pashtida is not generally a dessert, it's not generally a snack. I mean, you can't say it clearer than that. You know what he says a pashtida, meat pashtida is? It is the halachic equivalent of a what? Of a pastrami sandwich. You take a piece of bread and throw a piece of meat inside it. So, oh, no, you don't, you don't wash it that. No, of course you wash it that. That's bread. So he said, what's the difference whether you bake bread first, slice the roll in half, and throw a piece of salami in there, or whether you made the salami in the pashtita to start with? It's still all the same thing, says the Shulchan Aruch. And the, the, since it has that, that defining characteristic of lahasbiya, therefore the bracha is going to be hamaytzi. Venera Poshet, Mishmur continues, the Masuyan Rikit in Ketanim, what if it's not made into a big, you know, big fat dough, like a real giant bereka, but it's made into much smaller kinds of almost like crackery kind of things. It has little pieces of meat in them. So imagine a little doughy kind of a thing with a little piece of meat inside. Anyone want to give me a good name for that? What? The Franks, the, the Franks and blanks, right? As they call it, right? Franks and blanks. Okay, so that's what the Mishnah sounds like. The, the, 
I can't imagine in, in uh, Rod and they walk around serving Franks and Wang. That's what it sounds like. What's the so all of a sudden the bracha changes? Why is the bracha changing? Think about it. It's dough and meat. So dust is dough and meat, and dust is dough and meat. What's the difference? The nikash and asim kim lekinuach achasuda. Dino mamish kepashem ur bepeiris v'shamin emesika. The enu varach alayber minizaynis. I'm sorry. The enu varach alayber because I'm also a bit low kavah alayhu. Shabura is pretty clear. What the Bishabura is saying in these five lines is that don't take the categories, don't take the examples too seriously. Don't look at something and say, well, it has a pocket, it's got a kiss, it's got a, a blank, it's a frank and a blank, and therefore it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a kiss. Not true, says Bishabura. The only question you have to ask yourself is one. Is it Baal Hasbiya or is it Baal Kinuach? Now, truth to be told, not everyone agrees to this Mishnah There were those who suggested, and Taos suggests that maybe the Shukur is a little bit, <coughs> a little bit misleading, that maybe in Ochanami, that these, um, these Barekas, you make a moti on them, if and when you convey a suit on them. But if you're not convey a suit on them, then they're no different fundamentally than a slice of uh, apple pie. So Mishabur doesn't go down that route. Mishabur says, Mishim Sashukhrach doesn't sound that way. So the Chora, <clears throat> this presentation of the Mishabura, where he says it with a lot, a lot of conviction, seems to be expressing the same idea when he quoted the, the Bible Mordechai to the Flecker McVegas Kasha. It's a little bit of a pella on the Mishabura because when you read this Mishabura, he's very, very convinced. Like, like he doesn't leave any room for any disagreement. He says, "This is a pshat shacharach. Don't tell me any, any. Don't tell me any stories. This is what the Chava means. There's no question about it." Which is basically only to be understood in light of the Maimon Mordechai. Whereas the other Bialocha, when he quoted the Maimon Mordechai itself, he quoted it as kind of like a you know, F-shirt. You know, it was kind of like an afterthought. Yeah, maybe that's a good answer. Maybe not. It's also a little bit confusing because the Shulchanorach himself probably doesn't buy into this Bible Mordechai. Because remember, the Shulchanorach was the one in the Beit Yosef who, who told us the reason why he can make Bezoinus that all three of these foods is because Sveikin Doban Lekula. That's not the Bible Mordechai talking. The Beit Yosef himself, Shulchanorach himself, sounds like he was looking at the, at, the, at the very, very specific categories. So, on the one hand, like we're making a very, very strong case for this Bible Mordechai because at the end of the day, the, the Maimon Mordechai is the only thing that answers the Rikvegas Kasha. And the Maimon Mordechai is the only thing that really explains this Shulchan Aruch proper. And yet we have to be honest that we're not sure the Shulchan Aruch brought into this Maimon Mordechai. So it's a little bit of a pella that we're, that we're, we keep on using the Maimon Mordechai to explain all the discrepancies in Shulchan Aruch, knowing full well that the Rav Yosef Karim himself probably didn't think that way. But... Mishabur does seem to think that way. Mishabur here is very, very clear. Mishabur before was a little bit less clear. Here, Mishabur is very, very clear that he is Machria, that what really matters is not the, the specifics, what really matters is the general heading of a category, not the specific um, recipe. Is it Balaspi or not? With this background, we now have to begin to tackle some of the more modern uh, kinds of foods that become subject to our discussion. And ask ourselves honestly whether any given food is possible to kiss it or not. So let's see if we can just come up with a, a, few, a few suggestions. Let's go for the least controversial to the most controversial. Was there, was there a hesitancy to follow the Maimon Mordechai? The Beisosu doesn't sound like he agrees, but... Beisosu doesn't, doesn't sound that way, yeah. The Beisosu doesn't sound that way. But conceptually, do we have a problem with it? I don't have a problem. Think about a piece of matzah. What you take on a piece of matzah? What broch would you make on a piece of matzah? I'm not coming to Sudan. I mean, a snack. Snack on a piece of matzah. What? So, well, let's think through the categories. Is it category number one? No. Two, what? Yeah, it's very high It's very, very. Biscuits, red crackers, very thin, that kind of stuff. It sounds like, like the bracha should be mazonos. If you go down the route of the shulchan aruch, the shosu is 
that any one of the three categories is already a sofeik, so then lechorer the brachas mizonos. If you go down the route of the Maimah Mordechai, it's a good question, because you just have to ask the one question, what are you matzah? Who in the world snacks like matzah? When was the last time you came home and said, I have to eat a snack or something and eat uh, matzah? Elijah, anyone short of Elijah? So uh, we've already learned, one thing we've learned this year is not to take your family eating habits into consideration, okay? You do matzah and dips all the time. Matzah dips? As a snack? Okay, interesting. Okay, so um, I don't remember the last time that I just stopped, sat down and ate a piece of matzah, except for this past month's Shabbos. Well, I do the Shabbos. So uh, I had to go somewhere for the Shabbos, and uh, it was was uh, whatever. Well, Malka, I said it wash whatever. I said whatever it was, and I came home. It was uh, quarter to twelve, and I realized I hadn't washed from Love Malka yet. So the Chelchi is supposed to try to wash from Love Malka. So uh, I was going to wash. So even though I had about four challah rolls sitting in the house left over from the Shabbaton, I had no kerchus to eat anything. So I wanted like the, the smallest things. So I noticed I saw my shmur matzahs uh, sitting there. So I took not a not a Pesach night kezayas. I took closer, closer to the real kezayas. Like, a little tiny piece of matzah. And I washed and benched nothing on it. Zero. That was my entire blah uh, matzah. But uh, short of that, usually it's tanya matzah. Matzah accompanies a meal. So if you go down the route of the Maimon Mordechai, it seems like a no-brainer. What if you want to make things a little bit more levedic? Instead of having regular matzah, put some what into that matzah? Throw some grape juice in, apple juice in, fruit juice in, and now all of a sudden by doing so, what are you possibly opening up? What, what new category? Now you have the second, now you have rope, Ramahatas, two out of the three categories, he would be putting this at the possible of a kistin. So if you go down the route of the Maimon Mordechai, what's your approach? So what? Who cares? If you go down the route of the Maimon Mordechai, I couldn't care less whether it meets category one, two, and three. I don't care whether it's a cherry pie, uh, temtem cracker, and honey cake all rolled into one. If it's there for the purpose of a meal, it's by definition considered to be hamotzi. And therefore, lefianias daiti, those who follow the Maimon Mordechai, which include the pastures in the Mishnabura, so I think that the matzahs, either the regular matzahs or the apple juice matzahs, are Paskomur, and therefore one can rest assured what we're saying, Hamotzi, on like any other piece of bread. This is in contrast to what uh, is publicized by many, many uh, Rabbanim. It's going to be republicized next year, no doubt, because next year someone just told me it was the Peshkas Shabbos, is that right? Yes. Okay, so we got to get ready. You guys are going to be on the cutting edge, edge of the Shilas. So uh, next year, I mean, maybe by the Mikdash, so we'll go back to the Kiddush of so we have no idea what, uh, what it's going to be. Years ago in... Um, in YU, they once got a phone call. And, uh, one of the officers, they got a phone call from, there was a fellow who was a, uh, a kusi, from the, from the Shomronim, from uh, Hagrizim. You know, they still offer Korban Pesach today. I mean, Korban Pesach, they, a lot of people like to go watch. They are, you know, it's like a tourist attraction, uh, to go watch the Shomronim and bring a Korban Pesach. It's rather bizarre, because you're watching a bunch of goyim, up in the Naivin Jewish, who are offering a Korban Pesach, a Naivin Erev Pesach, on Hagrizim, which is not even the base of Mikdash. So you're watching a bunch of goyim going and killing sheep. And so that became a tourist attraction. So this particular uh, Kusi was a little bit more modern. He was on a business trip in America. And uh, he wanted to know when Rosh Chodesh Nisan was. Because he wanted to be back in time. So he, so he said, I, he called up and he said, when is the new month of, you know, uh, of Nisan? When is the, when is the Passover going to be? So the secretary said something to check the calendar. He said, no, no, you can't check a regular Jewish calendar because we don't, we don't follow that calendar. We have our own calendar because we still sanctify the new moon based on the witnesses. So he wanted to know whether we knew, the shluchim hadn't come to Washington Heights. So he wanted to know whether, before, before cell phones. So he wanted to know when, whether or not it was, uh, when the, the Samaritan Passover was going to be. So he called Wayu. <laughs> anyway, back to, uh, back to our friends here. So, um, so we have a Peshchaz B'Shabbos. We have a whole problem about how to get in your Suda Shabbos. We mentioned yesterday, a lot of people don't like to have challah rolls sitting around. They want to eat the matzah, but they don't want to eat regular matzah because you can't eat regular matzah in Pesach. So they like to eat egg matzahs. So when I was a kid, the first time I remember this happened, so there was a big sign being said that if you use egg matzahs, you have to eat Kedek Kviya Suda the egg matzahs because otherwise it's possible to kiss them. And how much is Kedek Kviya Suda? They took the biggest chumr. You have to eat 14 boxes of egg matzahs in order to be able to wash your bench. It's unbelievable. It was scaring everybody. So all the hotels had to start buying en masse 10,000 boxes of egg matzahs. 
It's all the same thing. If you accept this Mishnah, accept the Rambam Mordechai, the whole thing, the whole thing falls by the wayside. That it doesn't matter whether it meets category one, two, three, sixteen, or four, forty-five categories. None of it really matters. If it's Bala, Hasbiya, the game's over. Okay, so we have regular matzos, we have egg matzos. Let's move on. Yeah. If you go to the Shulchan Aruch and not the Rambam Mordechai, what do you do on Pesach night? You have to eat more matzo. Oh, so, so there are some Sephardi communities that uh, that make mezanis and matzos, except for one week a year. When is that? Pesach. Because they have the opinion that in Pesach, somehow that's that's the bread of Pesach. That's, that's a, what do you guys do? You make you all along you make I don't think so. Not sure. Okay. Ravaji was very against uh, making mezanis. He had to make a matzah all year long. Yeah. When we say food that you are Kaveh Sudan, are we saying that you specifically are being Kaveh Wait, wait, I didn't say the word Kaveh Sudan yet. I, I mean, said it, but I, mean, I, I can't talk about it. I mean, I, I, that's the next part of the Sudan. I'm still trying to define, I'm just trying to define possible because that's it. I'm just trying to highlight to show you, in case you haven't noticed, that if you take the Mara Mordechai, so you have a whole new twist on all the potential possible because the channels. For those farms, we say like the Mara, that on Pesach night it's part of the Sudan, even if normally it's not? Yeah, that's kind of what they say, something along those lines, yeah. Because of Kosov Chayv or something like that. Okay, so um, back to our other potential controversial foods. So let's see. Can we find some other food <clears throat> that may superficially fall into one of these categories, and yet upon further reflection, we realize that if the Maya Mordechai and Mishabu are right, then clearly fall short. So there is a notion that somebody coined uh, years ago, a, uh, according to others, it's a falsehood that was coined, and that is what's called a Mizonos roll. So Mizonos roll is you take flour and instead of mixing it with the water, you mix it with other kinds of things, like like Rambam's uh, ingredients, and sure, you have a roll. It looks like a challah roll, pretty much tastes like a challah roll. It's used like a challah roll. I've been at Rambam Yid, I follow all the Rambams. Even the Rambams say you have to work nine, three hours a day and learn nine hours for every single Rambam in the Chum and the Kula. So I follow the Rambam sheet about, uh, about Pasma Bikistan and does the Pasma Bikistan. And don't blame me, it's a Shukrach, that way Shukrach says, be Sophic, Sophic Yabam Lakula. You can follow the sheet and say Rambam, and thus came into existence the birth of Mazonis um, Rolls. So <clears throat> many, many Poskim had very, very serious reservations with these Mazonis Rolls on two counts. So there was one group of Poskim who were opposed to Mazonis Rolls because they said, even though they're right, they're abused, they're misused. Because even Naniach, that it's possible to kiss them, it's still subject to the rules of Pasma Bikistan, namely Kviyasuda. And if you eat it, Derech Kviyasuda, then even according to Rambam, you have to wash and bench. And the uh, Mizonos rolls, as we all know, <coughs> are always eaten Derech Kviyasuda. Now, I don't want to disappoint Daniel yet, but I don't want to define yet the Kviyasuda, but <coughs> very, very often, <coughs> the way Mizonos rolls are consumed is Dafka in a way that's Kviyasuda. So why in the world did somebody come up with, who came up with this great idea? So clearly it was to make life easy for people who wanted to eat and without a bad pun to have the cake and eat it. They wanted to have their uh, bread. They want to have their roll, but they're not particularly interested in getting up and washing because it's a pain in the neck to wash on a plane. So therefore, let's come up with a, a way to have my roll without having to bother washing for it. I'm sitting down eating it with the suda. I'm having this with a 16-course meal. I got my uh, yummy, delicious frozen chicken that's still frozen. I have I, I read somewhere that the average the average age of an airplane meal is like six to eight months or something. It means the, the odds are that the meal that's sitting in front of you had, was created six months ago. In case you're interested about how much of a Pesach issue. So I'm having it together with my meal. So that's a very, very potential issue for your students. So even in Naniach, that the Ramam's right, and Shonach's right, and my Mordechai, everyone's wrong, but but it's really, really possible because then it's still going to fall short because it's quite possible going to be Derek Suda. It's for that objection that there were some planes, that uh, some Ashkochas and some planes, that they, they give out the Mizonos rolls with a clear conscience because they, they don't want to feel guilty that they're being marshaled people not to wash and bench on them. So they write the following note. Everyone ever seen this note? That since these rolls are only Mizonos when they eat it not in the context of the meal, so enjoy your meal first, and then later on during the course of the meal, feel free to enjoy your snack, your dessert of a, of a Mizonos roll. <laughs> I mean, the food is so bad in the plane, but it's not bad enough to warrant eating a Mizonos roll as your snack. I mean, I mean, okay? 
I mean, in the old days, there was actually food to eat. Uh, I'm not talking about the international flights. In the old days, just to get meals on planes. You guys don't, don't remember that, right? You remember those days. Okay, you still have to remember? You flew a couple of hours, they gave you something. Remember you? All right. They have washing cups in all now. The washing cups. For the Mazonas rolls? Okay. The All right. Comes to buy Torah. No. <laughs> I was flying with my boys. Was, a couple of years ago, we were flying to Florida. It was just the three of us. We were flying on, on Spirit. So uh, we, we, get on, we get onto the plane. And we sit down. And my boys have you machlokes is a shaykh to sleep at this point. So I forgot which one said. One of them said, "No, nah, it's not, not even. Don't even tr- try. Don't even try. Just, just you know, curl yourself up and keep your feet as close to your chest as possible. And you may be able if you if you take turns breathing, you'll be able to have enough room to. Uh, <laughs> so they're having a big big machlokes. A shaykh to sleep. So I said to them, "It's a machlokes. The Mordechai and the Chamtzvi, Hanukha Sukkah. If you have a sukkah that's only seven tvachim by seven tvachim." Whether that's called a sukkah or uil l'shena. So uh, someone argued that it's impossible to sleep in a sukkah that's only seven by seven. That's the Chamsu's Raya, that you don't need a sukkah or uil Because if you read it a sukkah or uil then it wouldn't be possible to be, I'd say, because it's not shaykh. And the Mordechai said, what do you mean? You just curl yourself, rub yourself up in a ball, and you could be, uh, you could be, i So I was fascinated that they were, the Mordechai and the Chamsu both flew spirit, and they had the same machleg as my boys had. So you can learn a lot, a lot of lochas from planes. A lot of lumbers going on. Yeah. If somebody were to eat a Mazonas roll for a snack, same reason that the matzah, so then it would be the Shittas or Rambam. So they, they got, that's before we get to the Mazonas roll. Right, so this was old wisdom. So again, so uh, 60 years ago, someone came up with this grandiose Mazonas roll. Then somebody realized it's a big show because people are eating with meals. So somebody said, okay, it's a Mazonas, but if you eat it with a meal, you have a problem, so don't eat it with the meal. It's a joke. So others said the whole thing is a, is a farce. The whole thing is a shek of a chazov. It's not a Mazonas roll. It's a mighty roll. Why? Aim the chazov. It's the only purpose you would ever eat this thing is to accompany your uh, food on the plane. So this is a meal kind of a food. This is bar, this bar kinuch. When was the last time you, you went to a restaurant and you saw a list of desserts and you saw there's uh, honey cake, there's cherry pie, there's mazonas rolls for dessert. Those are not for desserts. Those are meal foods. And therefore, it's not shayach. You should have to, uh, to call this to call this mazonas all together. So yesh for yesh. So again, if you're my Mormonchai person, so all these things are going to fall by the way. So. There's no difference between the Mazonas roll and like challah with sugar that it has on Shabbos. There's no difference. Okay. They're both a month. You could definitely see rolls used for appetizers though and have only said that that might be like dessert. Nah, the I don't think so. I mean, they give you the free rolls because you're going to buy more food at fancy restaurants. That's why they do it. That's why they do it. I think so. They do it. Yeah, that's what they feel guilty for charging you so much. They want to keep you quiet. Otherwise, you're going to pass the waiter to bring something quickly so they give you rolls to shut you up. I thought that's why they do it. I don't know. Thank you. I had a guy, there was a guy once who told me that, uh, I'm not saying this is honest, I'm not advocating, but he told me that that um, he was studying in a certain place. He was there to Israel, so, um, He was doing some work for some, uh, I think it was a white spinister, I'm mistaken. And every day he would go there for lunch, but uh, lunch was expensive. He didn't want to buy anything in the cafeteria. But there was a big sign that said that the bread is for free. So he would go every day and he would take eight pieces of bread and that was lunch every day. So <laughs> before it was, if you buy and got the food, then the bread is for free. Then come and uh, mooch come and uh, come and eat <laughs> eight pieces of bread every day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> the best tussle to the other food, not, not the eco. Okay, back to that story. So, <clears throat> so let's move down our uh, down our list of uh, yummy, delicious uh, foods. Let's talk about croissants. Right? We mentioned did we mention croissants yesterday. Let's, let's, let's take a look at croissants for a second. Whether they're kosher or not, we don't know. But let's let's take a look at the croissants. What brach would you make on croissants? So, uh, conventional wisdom was, well, it seems to fall into one of the categories. What's inside a croissant? The dough? Even the plain, the chocolate, the butter, the all kind of stuff that makes it very, very sweet, the, the dough. It's a harambam. It's the rambam. Rambam uh, would make mazonas and croissants. So wait a second. Hold the phone. Are croissants desserts? 
their snacks, or they part of the meal. Who wants to vote on that one? What do you think? You think most croissants in America are eaten as part of the meal, or just because they're just a little one and nosh in the middle of the night and take a croissant? I'm talking about regular, not chocolate chip croissants, regular, like the plain croissants. Costco croissants. Those are noshes? Who here thinks they're noshes? We are Raya Brewer. Little bris. There's the bagel table. And then there's the, like the cakes and the cookies tables. Where are the croissants? <laughs> I've been to one or two Brisbane. Where are the croissants? They're always with the bagels. <laughs> what? Riot number two. Okay, go to, go to McDonald's, or don't, and order, order a, uh, a egg on something or other on a croissant. Will they give it to you? Absolutely. Will they think that you're crazy? No. Go to a, a bakery. Go, go, to, go to Dunkin' Donuts. Go to Dunkin' Donuts. Ask them, can you please slice a, uh, you know, a donut for me and put an egg inside? What will they do? They'll do it for you. They'll think you what? Go for your rocker. Okay? So croissants are meals. Croissants are eaten primarily, I think, for, for, for meals, but... If I'm wrong, then I'll back after that sock. So therefore, I'm not, it doesn't matter because you're all trafe anyway, so it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> okay. Back to uh, the Parva, the Hamish, uh, Pasisrol, uh, Yoshin, Kassans, those are okay. Back to our story. So we've been talking about a lot, a lot of different things that, of course, I just keep on ignoring because I'm gonna, hoping we'll get to Mincha soon, but I ran out of time, so i got to talk about our favorite topic, and that is pizza. What bracha is the correct bracha in pizza? Anyone here learning Shalavim? Okay. What night of the week do they serve pizza Shalavim? Tuesday nights. What night do they have, like in American, like whenever they have the special shurim, it's usually Tuesday nights? Like sometimes, right? Okay. So about, I don't know, about 12 years ago or so, I, I spoke with Shalavim in that slot, and they wanted me to give a shir about the pasta we kissed it, about pizza. So I gave a shir about pizza, and then they served pizza for dinner. So everyone was so excited. So, so I thought, wow, this is like amazing. Like they planned the dinner all around me. And I came back the next year on Tuesday night, I gave a shir about the Schneimach and Metallus, and what they serve? Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> the same shir everywhere. Every year I come back on Tuesday nights, it's the same. I didn't say it's the same pizza from 12 years ago, but it's, 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 it was, uh, you know, in Eretz when you go around to Shurim and Eretz for YU, it's always tricky because. You always be sure to eat wherever wherever you are. You know, wherever I wherever share I gave in the afternoon, that's why I ate lunch, wherever at night I ate for supper. The problem is that half the yeshivas on the YU program follow the American style of fleshiks for supper, and the other half follow the fleshiks for lunch. So in any year, I can end up with getting a lot, a lot of fleshiks or a lot, a lot of milchiks. I remember there was one year where I was about the sixth meal in a row of falafel. Like every place, I just kept on missing any real food. I was like I'm sick to my stomach, just eating a falafel, running around the uh, running around the room. Okay, back to that story. So pizza. What is pizza? What's the story of pizza? So which of the three categories does pizza look like? It's not honey cake. It's not crackers. It's filled. So it's not filled in the sense of flipped over, right? But what's the difference? Come on. Does it really make a difference if you have an open, let's say you have an open cherry pie? So you're going to tell me, no, if you have an open cherry pie, that's not cherry. It's also a cherry pie. <clears throat> what do we call a flipped over pizza? We have a name for it. You know what it's called? It's called the calzone. The calzone. The calzone is two slices of pizza. They throw stuff in the middle. They flap it over the top. There's a calzone, basically. So the Chaura pizza is a classic example of a halachi cherry pie. But wait a second. According to Mishnabura, no, it's not. It's actually much closer in model to what? To the Hashtidas, Amule Gavina. Because after all, everybody knows pizza is eaten primarily as a meal. If those facts are right, the pizza is eaten primarily as a meal, and you accept the Mishnaburah's Pashtid and the Mar Mordechai and the whole Shtikotol, the whole Razdaz, what I'm saying, that it is a no brainer that pizza is regular, regular bread. There's no difference whatsoever. <laughs> so I have to answer that question now. All the guys who gave me the wrong answer for the. For the croissants, what about pizza? Who here thinks that most pizza in America is eaten around meal time? Who here thinks it's eaten around snack time? I'm embarrassed to put up your uh, hands, okay? If you were an MTA, you would probably have a different version of the world, but uh, 
but the most regular people here uh, are probably correct in their analysis. You go into a regular pizza store lunchtime and supper time. That's when it's full. You go in at three o'clock in the afternoon. You know, you go in ten o'clock at night. Ten o'clock is a bad example, but you go in. You know, uh, you know three o'clock in the afternoon. It's, it's not that crowded. So the fairly is dainty pizza in America for sure. Anyone thinks any different there? It's real truthfully. Yeah, I, mean, I know the pizzas are small in Eretz Yisrael, that's true, and I know they come with a little piece of cardboard on the bottom, I got all that, but Im Kozer, anyone think they're really different? Anyone think that people snack on pizzas in Eretz more than, I mean, Benenu, when do you see the motorcycle guys riding around Kola with pizzas, what, in the afternoon? When they come to build the basketball games, they come with supper, when you realize that, uh, you know, you realize, you know, you know what it's like. So they, uh, that's when people eat, eat pizza, no one's, eating, no one's snacking on pizza. So the feeling is that if you believe in the Mishtabur and the Pashtidas and the Barim and Mordechais, the game is over. There's nothing to talk about. Pizzas and calzones, all that stuff is just a regular, how do I say, Kezayas, bench, wash, bench, Kabetza, Kezayas, whatever you think the shir is, and Shalom Yisrael. If for some reason you're a real, real, real believer in the categories, you're like still from the, from, from the Beis Yosef's days, you really, really believe in the significance of the categories, so then one could argue that pizza is close to the cherry pie. And if it would be it would be Mazonis, unless, of course, you have a suda on it. Now, since we haven't talked about Kameh suda because we didn't want to uh, answer the next question before, we're saving that for tomorrow. So we're going to play devil's advocate tomorrow, assuming that some of these things maybe are not. Maybe we're wrong on the croissants, maybe we're wrong on the pizza, maybe we're wrong on the... Ma- we're not wrong, but if it's too slow that we're wrong, so then where does the shear appear? How much is called Kviyasuda? So then we can begin to discuss the two slices, the three slices, the four slices, the five slices, the 20 slices. Then we can begin to negotiate what's called Kviyasuda. But what I'm trying to sell you here is that the whole discussion is a root discussion because the minute that you accept the Mishnah Buru's reading that Shulchanak Pashtida, the minute that you accept the Bayer Mordechai's answer to Rikiyeng is cash against the Bechaber, the minute that you buy into this idea that it all depends on what the norm is, then the game is over. Doesn't make the slightest bit of difference whether the ingredients in the pizza dough are milk or uh, honey or wine or anything else? Probably not. No more than they make a difference about the egg matzahs or about the mazonas rolls. So, therefore, I know well aware there are certain pizza stores that have big, big signs that say, Anu lashim et isa bechalav velachain birchata borei minei mazonot. Okay? Anyone know which pizza store has that big sign? It used to have that sign. Nothing anymore. The very, very famous sign used to be in Uri's Pizza, the old Uri's Pizzas. Everyone know, I assume everyone knows what Uri's Pizza is today, so that's, that's its new location. But it used to be, it used to be, uh, it was much across the street, right? It was much down the, down the cellar, right? When you walked down, you fell down underneath, you know, uh, that, that was the old Uri's Pizza. There used to be a big, big sign, Uri's Pizza, that says that we make our dough with uh, milk, and therefore, uh, therefore the bracha is bizarre. So when I used to go to Uri's Pizza, I would, of course, wash, but there was no cup there. There was no Tisdam cup there. El Al stole from Uri's Pizza. There was no Tisdam no cup there. So I once went, one time, I remember years and years ago, I went in, and I was about that pizza. I couldn't find a washing cup. So I, I just asked them for a cup, whatever. So I took a regular plastic cup, and I washed it Tisdam. There's a little Yushalmi kid, maybe uh, six years old. He comes over, he says, Sticha, atad lo yodeh likrow. I said, Sticha, atad lo yodeh likrow, ma'am Mordechai. I said, oh, todah, todah, stichah, lori, 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 There's a story, I don't know whether it's true or not, but uh, there's a story that, that Ravar Lichtenstein once got up on a plane to wash for uh, when he ate a Mizonis roll, and, and one of the stewardesses said to him that, um, said that, that no, no, you, it's, it's, uh, you don't have to wash, it's, it's, it's Mizonot. Same, same, same. So she said, no, 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 Katupo, Rabbi Mamrim Shazam Zanot. She said, you know, like the you know, you'll Okay.